You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. Last week, we looked as part of our Prayer Changes series at how prayer changes things. And this week, I want to kind of continue to learn a bit from Brother Andrew's life and a little from the ministry of Open Doors. And next week, we'll be looking a bit more specifically at the ministry of Open Doors, which will be good. But this week, I want to look at how prayer changes us. Prayer changes us. So how about we pray and invite God to to really just speak to our hearts, speak to our hearts about how prayer is such a beautiful gift that not only is a way that we can enjoy relationship with God, but it actually changes us. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of new life that we've just reflected on through your death and your triumphant resurrection. And we, we praise you, Lord, that because you were faithful, we can now enjoy the fullness of life as you intended for humankind to enjoy since the very beginning. So we praise you for that, God. And we thank you, Lord, that prayer is a key blessing for us to enjoy in this life. And Lord, so we pray that as, as we explore this message this morning, as we open your word, as we open our ears to hear what you want to say to us, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would encourage us and stir us, Lord, so that we can be reminded of how prayer truly does change us. And in a really, really fantastic ways, it changes us. So God, speak to us, we pray, and we just want to give you all glory and all honor and all the praise because it's all due to your name. We love you, Jesus, and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I think one of the greatest blessings that we have as Christians is that we are blessed because of Jesus that we can actually draw near to God. What a blessing that is. And the wonderful thing is that as James 4.8 says, that when we choose to humble ourselves and actually seek God's face and draw near to him, the Bible says, and it's a promise, that he will draw near to us. I love that. James 4.8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Sometimes, like I said last week, we can think of prayer as this thing that we do in order to get something. And, you know, sometimes that's what we need. When we're, when we're down on our knees, we're in despair, and we just really need God to come through for us. That's what we're seeking God for in that moment, isn't it? But prayer is so much more than that. Prayer is ultimately, at its core, about experiencing and enjoying relationship with God. That's what prayer is about, experiencing and enjoying relationship with God. Because when we come into our Heavenly Father's presence and we talk with Him, because this is what prayer is, we open ourselves up to experiencing and enjoying God Himself. Like, it's incredible, really, isn't it? There are inexhaustible blessings to be found and enjoyed in this humble place of surrender, just sitting before His throne of grace and basking in His glory. 
And they're they're the kind of blessings that we actually can't find or experience in anything else in life, no matter how good things in life are, because some of them are pretty good, aren't they? And the psalmist, I love the psalms. The psalmist describes this experience beautifully in Psalm 16, verse 11, when he says, You, being God, make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And the wonderful thing about being close with God in this way, relationally with God, is that we actually open ourselves up. We, we position ourselves so that we can find true satisfaction and peace in life. I don't know about you, but walking this road called life for as long as I have in my years, I know that we can so often be lacking in temporary things, can't we? We can be lacking in so many ways. We could be traveling a a super tough road in life, a really tough season. Perhaps we're waiting for years and years and years and years for our prayers to even be answered or even think that God maybe even cares about what we're asking him for. Perhaps that's your, ex- that's your experience today. And yet, the th- beautiful thing about prayer is that even when we're, we're asking, seeking, knocking, like our kids led us in this morning, and things aren't happening, we still get that beautiful blessing of satisfaction and peace because we have and can know Jesus as our ever-present treasure, as our treasure. And I, th- I reckon that's one of the true joys of giving ourselves to prayer, isn't it? Does anyone agree with that? And here's the thing. As we set aside the time to really invest in our relationship with God, as we humble ourselves, as we approach his throne of grace regularly, multiple times throughout the day, little popcorn prayers here and there, like the Apostle Paul talks about, praying continuously, we find that as we become more intimate with Jesus, we actually change. As we become more intimate with Jesus, we actually change. In a very real sense, our prayer, our dialogue with God changes us. Has anyone found that to be true? Have you found that your desires, that your goals even the ultimate vision or purpose for your life, have you found them to shift and change as you spend time pursuing and enjoying God through prayer? Have you found that to be true? Yeah. You know, Brother Andrew, Brother Andrew, the founder of Open Doors, he certainly found this to be true. As As a young fella, as a young boy, he was always getting up to mischief. He was always, he wanted actually to grow up and be a top secret spy. Is that the desire of like every young man? Maybe some girls too, but I, I know when I was a kid, I used to spy on my parents and my girls, my girls spy on me now too. So it's all a bit of fun, but you know, it's something about a life of adventure being a top secret spy, isn't there? And this was what Brother Andrew wanted. He wanted to live this kind of life of adventure and he wasn't willing to settle for the status quo. He wasn't interested in just having a nice house and a white picket fence and that sort of thing. He wanted so much more. Not that there's anything wrong with having those things, but he wasn't satisfied with just the normal existence. 
And when he was an adult, he actually signed up for a pretty big adventure and he went and fought in the Dutch East Indies. And unfortunately for him, in his mind at least, only after a short while serving in the military just outside of Jakarta, his unit was ambushed and he was shot in the leg and his dreams of adventure through active military service were dashed. He was, he was done. In fact, his injury was that severe that they thought that he might even lose his leg at one stage and they considered amputation. Fortunately, they managed to save his leg, but that was the start of years-long journey of rehabilitation and learning to walk using aids to walk again. And so for Brother Andrew, as you can imagine, for someone who had these, these visions of adventure and, and a life spent with real purpose and doing meaningful things, to return home to the place where he was born with the same people who he loved, but just to go back to normal existence really didn't sit super well with him. Because of his crippled leg, he, he assumed, he thought, well, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Life, as I know, is over. I'm just going to have to find any job that I can do to put food on the table, and that's it. I'm done. And he thought that his life of adventure was over, and he actually sank into a really, really deep spiral of disappointment and anger. And he, you know... He says in, in um, it's there on the public record, he says that he, he sort of fell into abusing alcohol and he was at a really low point in his life. And one night after kind of reflecting on his lot in life and, you know, thinking about all the, the horrible things that had happened and how life just didn't turn out to be fair or God really wasn't looking out for him in, in what was happening in his life, he actually had like this divine moment of realisation. He, he realised that for such a long period of time, he had been giving God excuse after excuse for not choosing to serve him more with his life. In his own words, he said that his yes to God had always been a yes, but. You know, yes, but I'm not educated, so I can't do that. Yes, but I'm lame, so there's no way I could ever go and consider doing that for you, God. And that night, Brother Andrew prayed one of the most famous prayers that he prayed. If you've read his autobiography, you might, you might know about this one. But he resolved to say yes to God without any reservations. He's like, I've, I've been a yes, but man. Yes, but. Yes, but. Yes, but. God, I don't want to be a yes, but man anymore. I want to be a yes, I will follow you no matter what kind of man. And this is what he prayed. He said, I'll go, Lord, whenever, wherever, however you want me, I'll go. And I'll begin this very minute. Lord, as I stand up from this place and as I take my first step forward, will you consider this as a step toward complete obedience to you? I'll call it the step of yes. I like that. The step of yes. It's a bit like that movie, you know, Yes Man, where everything he just has to do. If someone says, can you do this? He just has to do it. It's a bit like that, isn't it? Just like, yep, I'm going to do it. I'll take the step of yes. And it was, it was not too long after praying that particular prayer that 
Brother Andrew and a friend went to listen to a very popular Dutch evangelist of the day. And as is often the case in, in those sort of rallies, and, you know, happens, happens here from time to time too, and in other church circles as well, during the sermon, the evangelist felt God prompting him to share a word for someone in the audience. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, a, you know, 50,000 people, but it was plenty of people in this place. And this was the word. He said, someone in this audience is going to give himself as a missionary. That was it. That was the word. It doesn't sound super remarkable, not super specific. Brother Andrew from this address is going, but it was someone is going to give themselves as a missionary. And Brother Andrew recounts that time and he says it was like just an immediate, immediate feeling deep within his heart that that word was for me. Immediately he knew that that someone was him and he went forward for prayer. And he recognized, he recognized as well in that moment that God had actually answered his prayer. That, that as soon as he'd said yes, God had opened a door for something else, something new, something that would bring satisfaction and be an avenue for him to serve God whilst also having that life that he believed God had already, always wanted him to have. And in a, in a very real sense, the prayer had changed him. The prayer had changed his heart. God acted on his prayer, changed his heart, because no longer was it a, a yes, but with reservations prayer. It was a yes, God. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Not my will be done, Lord, but yours. And prayer changed his heart, changed his vision ultimately for his life. Prayer changed him. You know, the, the thing that I love about this testimony, and I've heard like testimonies from many of you, many other Christians, perhaps you can think of some as well. But the thing I love about this, and this is something I love about God, is how God so often gives us the deepest desires and longings of our hearts, albeit in a far more God-honoring and satisfying way than if we'd got them in the ways in which we'd asked for them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like so often we think, oh, if only I could be an AFL footballer, that'll bring me satisfaction. Or, you know, I don't know, for me, maybe it was like, oh, if only I could, could go and, um, you know, be a mechanic, fix people's cars, take over this business, that'll be a good life for me. But God had other plans. And Perhaps you've experienced that too. So often, God will answer things, but answer things in a far more God-honoring and bring about things that are far more God-honoring and personally satisfying for us. Do you know that to be true? I like Psalm 37, verse 4. You might be familiar with this. It says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Brother Andrew, he chose in that moment of praying that prayer of yes to delight himself firstly in the Lord, to humble himself, to seek God first. He took that initial step, that first step of sold out obedience to God, that first step on the road towards complete obedience, as he called it. And then in time, God brought about some incredible opportunities in his life that satisfied some of the deepest desires 
of his heart. You know, Andrew, he wanted to live a, a life of purpose and adventure. God didn't have it in mind for him to do that in the army, but he sure had it in mind to do it in all the myriad of ways that he did. And he would have done some like more dangerous missions for God than he ever would have in serving the army, in bringing the Bible and God's word and encouraging the persecuted church all throughout the world. Truly a life of purpose and adventure. And that's the thing. The life of purpose and adventure just wasn't the kind of life and purpose and adventure that Brother Andrew had originally hoped for. But, and I believe this is often the case, the life that God had in store for Brother Andrew brought him far greater fulfillment than any other life that he could have hoped for ever would have, you know? And Brother Andrew, he, he kind of realized that living for Christ, living for Christ and laying down his own desires or our own wants and desires was actually the greatest adventure that he could ever live. You thought about that before. I mean, sometimes we're a little bit afraid about going, okay, God, have your way in my life. Do what you want to do. Ah! (laughs) Does anyone get a bit scared when you pray a prayer like that? But the reality is that when we actually come to that place of of humbling ourselves and and laying, laying our desires down before God and saying, God, I don't want to live just for myself. I don't want to live a life where I'm just going from thing to thing or I want to, I want to live for you, God. Would you reveal things for me? Would you show me greater purposes for my life, God? I just want to serve you. When we pray those kind of prayers, when we humble ourselves and do that, we recognize that we're actually opening ourselves to the greatest adventure and greatest adventures with all the chapters in life that we ever could possibly embrace. And he was able to embrace that life because he humbled himself and prayed. Ultimately, that's why. And I love Brother Andrew explains this changed perspective that came about simply through prayer. He says this, I've come to see clearly that life is more than self. That'd be a good thing for our Western culture to get their heads around, wouldn't it? Life is more than self. It is more than doing what I want, striving for what will benefit me, dreaming of all I can be. Life is all about my relationship with God. There is no higher calling, no loftier dream, and no greater goal to live, breathe, and be poured out for Jesus Christ. I like that. I like that a lot. Because because God changed Brother Andrew's heart through prayer, he was able to walk in obedience to God. God granted that prayer. He helped him to be to walk that road of obedience. And we're not talking about a perfect road. Who knows that we don't get it all right all the time. But if our trajectory, our eyes are fixed on Jesus and we're, we're walking towards him and we're choosing and praying, God, I want to follow you. I'm going to, I know I'm going to take a detour every now and then and not be quite right, but I'm fixed and focused on you, Lord. No matter what happens, I am following and chasing after you. When that is our heart, when that is our heart, you know, Um, great things happen. And because God changed Brother Andrew, his heart, and because he was walked in obedience to God, he had the opportunity to share his testimony 
with millions of people in 125 different countries. And his biography sold more than 10 million copies. Prayer did change Brother Andrew. And here's the good news for us. Prayer changes us too. Now, maybe like me, when you get inspired by stories like this and then think about applying it to yourself, you can feel a little bit discouraged because you kind of go, well, yeah, that's great, but that's on a grand scale and, and this is just little humble old me over here. I haven't, I haven't done things like that. God's probably not going to use me to share the gospel in 125 different countries. So how is this applicable to me? You know, probably um, we haven't had that kind of influence on the scale that Brother Andrew has, but the experience of contentment, the experience of joy that comes from being obedient when God calls us to something he has for us is, um, is what we kind of can get from that. When we pray and when we open ourselves up to following Jesus and being obedient when God calls us, he will bring blessings for us and bring blessings into our life. And, you know, I guess for me, like, it's easy sometimes to think, well, on that sort of look at someone like that and think, well, that's great for Brother Andrew. And even maybe, and I'm speaking from personal experience here too, I know the struggle and pain that comes from whenever we're in a position where we have the opportunity to go when God says go, but we don't. Maybe you've experienced that before. Or perhaps when we do a, do a Jonah and we know God's calling us to go to Nineveh and we do an about face and we go exactly the other way. I know the pain and the sorrow, the regret that can come about for that as well. Perhaps there's people here today, maybe you've felt an overwhelming fear as you consider the cost. You know, one of the, one of the greatest, greatest disservices I think um, modern churches do to people in their faith journey is cheapen the cost of following Jesus. It's, it's, it's not a cheap thing. It's not like come to Jesus because he loves you and life will go well. It's die to yourself, take up your cross and follow me. <laughs> you know, like that's not, a, that's not a, a, an easy thing, but it's the most blessed thing, but it's not an easy call to take. And, you know, sometimes it's the cost that we just kind of, we look at it and we just fear, feel fearful. We kind of go, well, you know, I see what you're calling me to, but I'm, I'm really concerned about what people might think or if we're younger, what my parents might say or what it might cost financially or relationally or even what it might cost in terms of our energies and our resources. And if you're there, maybe you've said this to God, I, I just can't, God, I just can't. I'm just not willing to embrace that call right now. Send someone else. Maybe you've been like me and prayed that sort of thing before. And maybe like me, you've been in this sort of place too. Perhaps it's not fear that's holding you back. Perhaps it's just selfishness. That's a bit direct, but I'm saying it in love. I've been there before many, many, many times. 
You know that God's calling you to something and you just don't want to do it. So you don't. You think about what's involved and you think to yourself, well, that's not the kind of life that I really want to lead. I didn't go to uni to do that kind of thing. I didn't invest tens of thousands of dollars in professional training to go and sell all I have and go over there. Someone else could do that. That's not my kind of thing. I'm just not going to do it, God. I'm not willing to embrace that call. Or perhaps there's something else that's holding you back. You know, as fallen, sinful, selfish human beings, that's why Jesus came, because that was our state. We were sinful. We needed saving. The cup of wrath, as as Brett shared about, was ours to drink because of our sin. But praise be to God, he, he dealt with it. He dealt with it. He, he made the way for us to not receive what was due um, on the basis of our lives. But the, as fallen sinful human beings, we're not only good at defaulting to selfishly walking our own way, because that's ultimately what sin is, isn't it? Obedience is following God. Sin is following ourselves away from God. But we're also really good at being pretty careful to not pray the kind of big, bold prayers that might actually change our world, our lives, and the scope of our ministry. We're, we're, we're careful with how we pray. And as a result, that have the potential to change the world around us. Now, that's all a bit heavy, but I wanted to go there because I want to explain the good news to us. Because here's the good news. The good news is that while we regularly fail to follow God, when he calls, we follow Jesus Christ, who never once failed to follow his father when he called. Jesus, he willingly stepped down from his rightful place at the right hand of the father to come to earth and dwell with us when it was the appropriate time. And Jesus grew up as a human whilst remaining fully God. And he experienced the, the depths of our broken, sinful world. He lived it. He walked in our shoes, so to speak, while remaining completely faithful to his father and never once sinning, never walking his own path, but continuing the path of obedience to his father. And when it was time, Jesus embraced his ministry of proclaiming good news to the poor, freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind doing it all that the oppressed might be set free. And despite feeling on a human level the weight and the gravity of what was soon to come for him in terms of betrayal, rejection, ridicule and death, Jesus remained steadfast in obedience and faithfulness to God. And he prayed that big, bold prayer that I reminded us of last week from Luke twenty-two forty-two, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And because Jesus remained faithful to doing his father's will, Jesus finished that reconciling work that was started. As we celebrated just recently over Easter, Jesus willingly died in our place for our sin, and he rose again to life, breaking the power of sin and death 
that had plagued all of humanity since Adam and Eve and all the fall. And because Jesus was faithful in doing this, he opened the way for relationship to be possible between anyone and his father if they would only believe in him. Jesus followed his father and obeyed him perfectly through his early earthly ministry and to the very end. And here's the thing. This is why this is really good news for us. Because Jesus was faithful, because Jesus was obedient, those of us who actually follow him through the Holy Spirit's power can be faithful and obedient too. That's the great news. That's the really good news. See, when we, like Brother Andrew, recognize that life will only ever be full and rich and rewarding in relationship with Jesus, we are in the perfect place to take hold of all that God has for us right now. We're perfectly positioned to embrace the unique season of purpose and adventure. Because who knows, life isn't increasingly so in our culture today. What's the average number of jobs people have in their lifetime? It's quite a lot. Almost up to 10, isn't it? It's, it's quite a lot for seven. Yeah, there you go. Life changes. But one thing doesn't change. God wants to use you and wants to set you out on a life of adventure and purpose with him. And so I want to encourage us today. Like, if you're in that place, if you're in a place today where, you know, you may be feeling a bit of regret or you, you're knowing that you're praying those kind of things like the, the yes, but kind of prayers. Yes, but God, when, I, when I've paid off the house, then I'll go and do what you've asked me to do. Or yes, but God, when I've finished my uni studies, then I'll go and do that particular thing. Or yes, but God, I'm, I'm, I'm like retired now and I'm, I'm feeling really old and my knees ache and, you know, whatever it is, you know, Whatever it is that you're feeling, whatever excuses perhaps have been hampering you and holding you back from embracing that life of adventure and purpose that God has for you right now, I want to, we want, I want to just encourage you to, to, to seek God in prayer. To seek God in prayer because prayer is what changes us. Prayer is what will help us to embrace that, that purpose and adventure in life that God has for us. And perhaps if you're not quite there yet, if you're not quite at that place where even in your heart of hearts you really want that, I also just want to pray that God would help you to get to that place of humility before him so that he can minister to you, so that he can encourage you, so that he can lead you in more of the abundant life that he has for you to live. Life with God is not always easy. Life with God doesn't always turn out the way we expect. But life with God always satisfies us in beautiful and unexpected ways and brings about the desires of our hearts, deepest desires, sometimes even the deepest desires of our hearts that we even didn't know existed and brings us satisfaction like nothing else can. So I want to encourage us today. Let's keep on praying. Let's be people who keep praying to our Father who cares because not only does he hear our prayers, he wants to move on our prayers and change us.
grow us, open up new opportunities, new possibilities for us in relationship with him. And that's great news for us. Yes, definitely. But it's also great news for a world out there who are lost and broken and hurting and are in need of hearing the good news of the gospel for, to bring them hope in this life and also that ultimate hope of eternal life in relationship with God one day when they depart from this world. I want to pray for us right now. So let's do that. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we do just want to praise you that it is prayer that truly changes us because ultimately it's you that changes us. And when we, when we pray, when we talk to you, so often, God, as the incredible father that you are to us, you love to move on the prayers of your children. You love to bring about good things for us who follow you. And Lord, we know, like, like Brother Andrew would testify, that life doesn't always go as we plan. The good things sometimes are a long time coming or the good things sometimes come in a very different package to what we're expecting. But Lord, we know that when we are close to you and when we're enjoying relationship with you, that you do promise to draw near to us and bring about the desires of our hearts. And so Lord, we pray that you would change us so that the desires of your heart would be, rise up even more in our hearts that we would be captured by the desires of your hearts, desires such as seeing our neighbours hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, seeing our family members saved, seeing this nation just grow and, and treat all of its people with, with just grace and love and, and not see any divisions between different people groups. Lord, we want to pray and believe for greater. And Lord, we know when we look to the one who is truly greater, the one who is the greatest, that you will want to bring about things that align with your will for our lives, for the good of us and for the good of the world too. So God, would you help us, Lord, to, to move beyond the yes but prayers, to move to just the step of yes, that prayer of saying, yes, God, I will do what you've asked me to do. Because Lord, we know when we're in that place, it's the place of greatest blessing and it brings you the greatest honour. And that's what we want to do, Lord. So give us courage, give us boldness, help us, Lord, to take those steps and not to be, to be hampered in any way by, by fear or regret or selfishness or whatever it is, Lord. We just want to be close to you and we want to be changed as we pray and trust our very lives to you. So Holy Spirit, have your way. And bless each of us, Lord, with greater intimacy with you as we pray with you. Because prayer changes us. We thank you for that truth, Jesus. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen.